Hey guys, welcome to Thursday and I'm your host with Real Talk with Angela Bless. I just have a short message to give to you guys and I pray that this message would do and serve you well. I pray that you guys are having an amazing and wonderful time and wonderful day. I pray that whatever situation that you may be going through that you find the right solution for it and for those of you guys again like myself that is looking for somewhere to move uh, a home i pray that we will find the right doors will open and that we will find the right place that god wants us to be at that we do everything right and decent in order i think uh, what a lot of people don't understand about me is that i actually have to go to god about a lot of stuff you know sometimes i don't go to god about everything but I should go to God in prayer and pray about everything. So when it comes to a lot of events and networking with people, I'll ask God, hey, God, is, do I need to go over here? Do I need to network with this person, that person? And if he tells me no, it's just that simple. I'm not going to go. You know, sometimes he'll put me in a deep sleep and then I'll wake up and be like, dang, I missed that. And I'm just playing about that part. But, you know, what I'm saying I have to be. Aware, aware of my surroundings and careful who I connect with because everyone do, do not mean you any good. And um, moving along, I am not a clout chaser. I do want to have people to engage into get engaged in my podcast and on my radio station and so forth ever. But I want to do it the right way. I don't want to do any shortcuts because I I've been down that path that I try to do the shortcuts and or I try to um, get over it and it, it just came back. I just had to come back to the finish line. So for those of you that are going through situations with your businesses and stuff like that, if you're worrying about it, like you're going by the wrong way. If you're worrying about how many people is not um, looking at your story or whatever, you're going by the wrong way. You continue to be you and do you and be who God made you. And then after that, God will open those doors up and give you favor with men. You don't need to sell your soul to the highest build, build, um, build, bidder. You just need to be you and continue to pray and ask God and seek God for his help and the right way to go about doing things. You know, with me, do I always listen to God all the time? Not all the time, you know, but I, it, those, it, 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 it consequences come behind not doing the right thing, not being obedient, not networking with the right people, not removing yourself from the wrong people. You understand what I'm saying? Staying in relationships longer than you should stay in relationship. It's consequences behind those things. So, you know, do I worry about what people say? Nah, maybe the ones really close to me for a little while, then I bounce back and I have to continue to go on on the path that God has for me because no one's going to run my race but me. No one's going to no one's going to go out and speak into the youth and those that are hurt and trouble, you know, on my assignment but me. You know, I see the bigger picture, but sometimes I'd be like, God, not today. Yes, today. When, when you don't feel like doing anything, that is the time you want to push even harder than ever before. You know, and you're going to hear in my in my testimony when I was speaking to the youth yesterday about about where I came from, how I made it. You know, if I would have laid down and just died, I, it wouldn't be no Angela Casting, a.k.a. Angela Bless. There will be none of my children, none of my grandchildren. There will be nothing. You won't be able to hear this lovely, they call me Geechee, I talk Geechee, voice of mine. But, you know, it's amazing that, you know, someone like me with a background that God molded himself into um, love and kindness and peace and a little bit of attitude (laughs) and spiciness 
to be this amazing and beautiful woman that I am today. I regret nothing. You know, the um, only thing I regretted eating that shrimp fried rice because my stomach is hurting. <laughs> but I regret nothing that whatever God puts me through, he puts me through for a reason. You know, sometimes I may kick and cry and be like, God, what are you doing? I understand that. You know, I don't want to do that. And then after the storm is over and I can see clearly, I'd be like, wow, that is the reason why you took me through what you took me through. It's, ne it's necessary that we walk through our storms that we do not pull over to the side, but we continue to walk through our storms. Continue to walk when everybody else is pulled over to the side. Continue to run your, the race even if you're hurting. Continue to press on when there's no one around you. And I, and I always say, when a woman is about to deliver a baby, whether it's vaginal or C-session, you can't stop in the middle of giving birth and say, I don't want to do this. That child has to be born. That child's coming one way or the other. That's, what, that's how life is. You, each one of us has, has an assignment that we have to do. Each one of us are, are, are ordained to do some good and amazing things. Each one of us has a race, many races to run in order for us to get to the finish line. It's not about material things. With me, it's not about material things. Yes, I need to take care of my family. Yes, I need God to cover me and shelter me and feed me. I'm talking about, you know, and, and, and give me rest. Yes, all of that. But it's so much bigger than all of that. It's like, it's amazing when you can reach back. And help somebody else, but in the midst of the mess and, and the abuse and molestation and not having a father or a mother or, or your parents on drugs or you staying in the crack house or you being homeless, that you can actually go back and spread your love and your testimony, what you went through in life so that that person's life can have a transformation that they don't have to go down that path you went through. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than that. You know, when we take care of our assignment, when we take care of the assignment, when we take care of what God has blessed us with, God will take care of us. I can always remember when God was telling me I was going through an um, issue that I'd had no food to feed my kids. Um, I was working. I was paying the bills. You know, at this time, I was just a single mother. And at the time, I had all my kids at home. And I can remember when the lights was off and the water was off and I was behind it in rent. And I was, you know, I was going to the particular church, but, you know, I don't, and I, listen to me, I do not disregard any church or anything. I love my church where I'm at. And it, was, it wasn't a church where I was at. And I was, I asked, because with me, it's hard to ask for help. And I was asking for help and, and, and no one would help me or they would say, well, I have to pray about it to help you, you know, and I, I didn't understand that because I was like, I'm giving, I'm giving and giving, but who will help me, God? Who will help me? This was about 10, maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago. I, uh, and I can remember, you know, one day I was praying and I was praying, I was praying, praying. And I remember I went to church one day, the, the church and someone, uh, this guy didn't know me from Adam and Eve. And, um, and then he just, he, when he was speaking, he was talking and, and when he spoke, he only me and God knew. I didn't usher a word. I didn't spoke. I didn't speak in tongues. Tongues. I didn't tell anyone. And through my moment of praise and worship, God allowed him to see my weakness. But make a long story short, he called me out. Blah blah blah. And he spoke into me, and he told me these things that's happening right now today.
He said, you're going to be amazing. He said, you're going to write many books, not a book. He said, that stuff you write now, he said, you're going to rewrite it. It's going to be amazing. And, in, and when he was telling me, he was building me up, was building me up. But make a long story short, it was a guy there, another guy came, and he blesses. He said, was somebody going through all that? He named all the stuff was going through and gave me money. Was in church, and you know, and then that that was the end of it. And then after that, God asked me to sow the very same money that I got into that. That's all I had. Let me explain something to you. The day I sold that, I checked my card. I had about maybe like three thousand dollars on that card. So back then, 10, 12 years ago, the rent, you know, I went on section anything, you know, the rent was okay and everything. I had more than enough to pay my bills and to add stuff and everything. I did not know where that money came from. I was calling everywhere. No one knew what I was talking about. They thought I was crazy. But that's the moment that God will show up and show out and he will provide for you. So guys, whatever situation that you may be facing today, whatever you may be going through in life, and, and, and if you, you trust God with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, he will be there for you. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us, right? That's what he said. He is a man of his word. He's not a man that should not lie. And, 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 and out of all the religions in the world, he did tell us he is king of kings and lord of lords, right? So he he's is other is other idols on this earth, right? Yeah. But I choose to to serve the true living God. No matter who goes through what anyone said, because I know, because I seen, I died and came back to life and seen some stuff that was amazing. My life, my road has been bumpy, but I kept going. There was nails in the road. There was potholes in the road. There was uh, do not enter signs in the road. I had to take some detours. I took some shortcuts in, in, uh, in, only to end back up to where I started back to. And I tell you this to say this to encourage anyone. If you got a business, stay true to the business. Consistency is the key. I don't care if you got one person that's ruining you on, you keep going. Do not look at the likes. Do not look at the followers. Do not look at how many people are engaging you. We as, if we do radio and stuff like that, we have to, we put out our numbers. That's, I only put out my numbers quarterly like that, you know, because I already know what's the numbers and stuff. But do not allow that to um, take a hold of you. Because a lot of people are, are showing money and watches and jewelry. They don't tell you what it took to get there. As a, as a business owner, start off as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, it's, it took me, I started in 2014. I, I started in 2014. I went to college. I have my business, my business degree. I went to school. Yeah, I went to school. 2014 to now, I'm still, I went through some changes of the name and branding and everything, but it took me to right now of helping people establish their business so that they can be successful. Now it's time for me to pour into me, but you guys going to make it stay consistency, consistent in what you're doing in life, continue to, um, pour into, pour into those and remove yourself and those that are leeching off of you. And, and I'm telling you, it's going to work when you pray and ask God to show you who you need to network with and how long show you who you need to have accountability with or someone needs to have accountability to do you show you who you need to coordinate, you know, 
link up with, you know, and I'm not talking about sexual, I'm talking about link up, the network and all of that. And he will show you you. And for those of y'all are waiting for a spouse, change your attitude. Change the way you think it. Get healed. Get delivered. Yes, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. You are the issue. You are the problem. I don't know if you're the problem. But get healed. Get delivered for what your mama did to you, what your daddy did to you, and what the other person did to you years and years ago. You have to get healed from that. And now you're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck. And you don't want to be stuck in the same place that five-year-old, four-year-old boy crying out, asking you to help them out. You don't want to be like that. You're in a 30-year-old man and female body, and you're acting like a high schooler. You have to get healed. That, that little inner girl, that inner boy wants to be healed. They want to be let out. They've been held captured for so long. You need to set them free and from the arrested development spirit that it is. You have to. It's okay to cry. It's okay to speak your opinion. It's okay to verbalize your 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 feelings and, and your emotion. It's okay to hug. It's okay to write these things out. But what is not okay to do is to hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. You got to get it together. You got to stop being a victim. You got to stop. You got to stop wanting people to applaud you or, or, or stand behind you when you are wrong. You got to allow to take criticism whether you're doing something wrong or right. Some of you guys need to sit on the mercy seat because everybody need to tell to tell you everything about you, everything you're doing wrong. And once they tell you that, and someone needs, and people need to come in and pour into you all the good things that you're doing. And I'm only telling you guys this because I've been through this. I have done this before. I wanted to fit in. I was like the puzzle, the wrong puzzle that didn't fit in. I took me some years to realize I don't fit in. No, I don't want to be in no group. I don't want to be in a clique. I've been set apart, chosen, chosen, you know, set apart. I saw something special when I died a couple, a couple times. I saw hell and I saw heaven. So, you know, there's no debating with me. And that's before I was saved. This was before I knew anything about the Bible until I read it. And that very things I saw, it was nothing programmed in me. No one told me those things. I was just a lonely, unrated, not noticeable child. I was a hurt child. I was a bitter child. I was an angry child. I was a child that walked around with a little puta. You see how they be taking them pictures with they little, like, like puta? You can't see me because I'm recording. <laughs> but I was like that. I was like that. I may intimidate a lot of people when I, the way I look. It's not that, but it's just because I be, I, I be reading. I know something about you. That's why I, you can't look in my eyes or touch me. I can tell you what you know. I'm just playing. <laughs> but, you know, but it's amazing. It is amazing. You, you go through your, listen to me. I, during, during the COVID and everything, I went through some transformation, me moving out of um, abuse, my, uh, the abuse of the person that used to abuse me home. I had to leave everything. When I say everything, listen to me, everything took nothing but my children and the clothes on our back and moved in my dad's small apartment. 
I had to gather myself up. I had to get myself together. I had to get myself healed from the hurt and pain that he did, that I allowed him to conflict on me, that I allowed to conflict on me because I had more than one chances to get out of that relationship, but I stayed. I stayed because I had nowhere to go. Financially, not, I had my own place. I mean, I had my own job, you know, but still I stood because I had nowhere to go. And I had to make a life decision that I stay and be abused physically, mentally, and emotionally, and, and possibly can die, and, and how I allow my kids to contribute that same attitude from him, or do I just move and jump out on faith, on hope? You know, when, but let me get you this. When I left, I thought God was going to open these doors for me, that I'll get into a place, blah, 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 but it took some time. It had to take, it took some time for him to do that, you know, but um, I thank him that I am alive today. That I do not stay in, I did not stay and I did not die. I thank him that, you know, my heart is healed. My heart is whole. And um, I just thank him because God is amazing in situations like that. You know, when he tells you to move, you move. When he tells you to be quiet, you have to be quiet because you can initiate things and things can get out of hand. And I'm only telling you that, guys, this because I, you know, my story can help you guys. My testimony, the things I went through in life can help you guys. You know, anyone I come in contact with, um, I pray that you have a God-given impact, that you see the light and, and see the light that God has placed in me and that God will do a transformation in your life, whether you've been through stuff. You know, I had to learn how to forgive my abuser. I, feel, I, had, to, I had to learn how to forgive those who um, molested me and hurt me. I had to for the sake of me and pray for them that they be healed and delivered. And see, that's another thing um, when I went to the school to talk to young ladies. So um, I was trying to gather up the audio because um, I'm not allowed to show their faces um, because of privacy reasons. Um, so the audio wasn't that good because guess what, guys? Guess who had the microphone in her pocket while she was talking and I was sitting down walking? I did. So you only heard little mumber things. It'll be mumbering. So I was in front of maybe um, Academy of Hope, which is um, an organization that helps out um, youth, um, trouble youth, and other stuff. Um, they're located in um, the Tampa Bay area. Um, they asked me to come back for a second time to only talk to young ladies. So in in the cafe, in the auditorium, I maybe had maybe I believe that was like ten maybe young ladies before we had like maybe over forty students that I spoke to last time. And so I had to talk to them. I did talk to them and I told them my testimony. I told them about me being, um, you know, molested four times by four different family members. And I told them about, you know, I talked to them about the issues of life that the rooted issues that I had dealt with. And I was very honest with them. I was very honest with them about my relationship with guys, how I, I sabotage a lot of relationships. It wasn't really the man's fault. It was, you know, partly me because I wasn't fully healed, delivered. And it was unfair for me to be in a relationship with them now that I see and I, I took them through something. So they probably took whatever I took them through with them and, 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 and afflicted pain or hurt upon that person because of me, because a lot of them did fall in love with me, you know, uh, and so forth. And I did tell them about, you know, my time as being a drug dealer. You know, I used to run to cars. When I tell you guys run the car, that's what I'm saying. I used to I used to actually run the car. I had a lot of clientele. I doctors, lawyers, wrestlers, you name it. I didn't know no better, but I was trying to survive because I was homeless. I was a homeless child. I started drinking when I was 13 years old. So I had to learn how to survive. I had all this pain and anger uh, that I had built up inside of me I had to learn how to release it and so I talked to them about that like a lot of the youth are not bad youth 
they just had some stuff going on. Either they was molested or they were homeless or their mother and father's on drugs. They mothers and father not paying them attention or they're, they're babysitting their, their, their brothers and sisters all alone. Some of them don't even have food in their house. I'm being honest with you. Some of them stand inside a house with an abuser, uh, um, a, a child molester and so forth. So, you know, this is a way that we can open up the teacher eyes because sometimes those signs are not there. I was so quiet, maybe two or one, one or two teachers understood about me, knew what was going on, but they didn't say anything, they remained quiet. So, you know, and I was telling them all the way up until my 20s, that's when I started to realize, hey, this is not the way to go. And not only that, because I was running from God. Every time I was running from God, <laughs> he had my shirt, so I wasn't going anywhere. And so I ended up going right back. So anytime I want to go left, he put me right. And that's, that's the crazy part about it. What, he, what he's doing now, because anytime I'd be like, ha ha, God. I think I want to go talk to this guy over here. This he was like, nah, he's not true. He's not for you. And I'm like, I'm gonna go see anyway. And then I go over there, walk back with my head, and I told you that I have to end up blocking him and not talking to him anymore. But, <laughs> but you know, God does some amazing things, you know, in life, in our life also. So, I, and I was telling him about get healed because you don't want to pass that same attitude, that generation curse onto your baby. You, I, and I asked him, I said, can you stay in the house with a whole bunch of youths? They were like, no, I can't. Listen to me, guys, it's time that I leave, run, walk out my house and sit in my car because my truck is so peaceful because I work out of my truck so far. I go to the studio nine here, you know, till I get, you know, my own thing. But it, it's like, how can you live in a house with a bunch of you? That means your attitude suck. Whatever you're doing, you need to get healed and deliver from. You, if you can't live in a house with a bunch of yous, how do you expect somebody else to live with you? And I, t- I talked to them about the importance of um, financial literacy, like how to, you know, credit, balance a checkbook, because that was one of my issues that I had, my weakness. That was one of my weakness is balancing my money, you know, let my money be my, my savings and my savings. I talked about that. We talked about self- sexual trafficking. We talk about the um, the hunting grounds, and that is a documentary um, that... Um, I think every college student should see it before they go to college. And it's talking about all the colleges around the world about how they have all, you know, not to scare anyone. And I told them that how they have rape on there, how they try to seal it, conceal it and sweep it under the rug. Um, a lot of your professional NFL players started doing this stuff when they was in college. And, it, and when I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, it was someone that I met several times and didn't know that he had so many cases against him. But, you know, um, moving along, I just was talking about a lot of stuff to them, which, you know, they was engaging and everything. They were very young, nice, beautiful young women. And they was asking me questions about other stuff. So but I can tremendously say that God did use me. I definitely miss pouring into the youth it's been um a year or so since the COVID hit um the school I was at closed down but I really told them my story I was honest with them I was truthful with them I was up front I was blunt I didn't hide anything I told them about you know with with the baby daddies being drunk you know me being shot you know I got shot three times and if you guys didn't know one in my chest one in my stomach and one in my arm the bullet went in and out and shattered my left arm bones you know, I told him about all of this. So I'm here for a reason, guys. I'm here to walk around and, and speak to the very essence of people and let them know that nothing's too hard for God. Nothing's at all. And if he can save me, he can save anybody. Because I was a troubled, hard-headed, heartless child. Didn't care. Would close people in my trunk till they give me money. Point guns at people when I used to be drunk. I called, and I said that earlier, I called, and um, guns doesn't mix. 
but you know, as I look back, some of the stuff I look back, it was stupid of me, and I, it could have landed me in prison for what I did, you know. But I think for the grace of God that He saw out to me. And big shout out to if I find out who the judge is when I let me explain something to you, girl. I when I got caught with all of those drugs when I was seven, 18 years old. And I was turning 19, and the prosecutors and the public defenders, they wanted to send me to prison. Now, mark you guys, my public defender was all African-American, and the judge I had was a Caucasian judge. They, I believe they was working with each other because dude was trying to go send me to prison, and my whole heart drug prison. I went to jail for three, four days, and that was like a locked-up cage animal. I didn't want to go to prison, and God bless the heart. Let me tell you how I know the judge got more power than anybody. This judge told me just like that. He said, I'm not going to do what they want me to do. He said, because I see good in you. 19 year old. No one ever told me they seen good in me. But one person, which was my teacher, which was a Caucasian lady also, who gave me my very first book, which was Maya Angelou. I know why, you know, I believe the cage bird sang or something like that. And she used to always say, oh, Angie, beautiful Angie. You are so so smart you're so beautiful but what is wrong with you you have a voice behind all of that anger she's always say that always say that you know and and, and right now that thing you know wherever she's at and i pray that god cross her path with me and i thank him for her honestly and for the judge he said i see something good in you and i'm not gonna allow them to do that i'm 19 years old you still charge me as a juvenile, right? He tells me I go to this program, program and I still be charged as a juvenile. It won't go on my dark record. I did the program, finishing that, and I didn't get in trouble with anything. I like, but besides some suspended license, you know, sometimes you didn't know uh, because you can't. <laughs> but but no, I, I I it took me a while, but I straightened up. But it, it's important that you guys tell your story to so that you can help somebody else up. And this is why I do the podcast so that you guys can help somebody else up i don't care where you come from as long as you get a turnaround and you're doing things for the good you know and yes i had to learn how to forgive they asked me and this is the most important thing before i close out they asked me how could you forgive those who molested you who raped you and who abused you i said i had to in order for me to move on in life i said i had to because i didn't want the next man that god has ordained for me to pay for what what all they what all the other guys did and when i went to allow myself to heal and i take him through the very same thing what they do when he was only trying to love me and i said i had to forgive them for the sake of me not for the sake of them even though i pray for them also but for the sake of my soul my spirit my heart my mind my conscience i had to forgive i had to so i don't know where you're at right now if anyone has done anything to you if anyone has crossed you lied on you cheated on you beat on you molested you raped you if anyone have done anything to you whether it be man female whoever's listening to this podcast I pray that you deep reach down deep inside. And and, and sometimes it does take time. It it takes time. But no longer should we be a victim. We're not a victim anymore. And you just seek for prayer. And then once you act, once you seek for forgiveness, like one of my guys from the sports podcast, John Sports Podcast said, he had to forgive his father. Why his father even knowing it? He said once he forgave his father, he said he felt like a load just removed itself from him. And he was so much lighter. So I pray today that you learn how to forgive others, but you don't let people continue to take advantage of you. No, 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 no. You forgive them, release them, 
and continue on to your journey to something amazing and wonderful. Hey guys, I'm Angela Bless. Tune into Jive Talk Sports Podcast every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I also tune into Real Talk with Angela Bless. This podcast right here every Tuesdays and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I have artist review that I plug in for an hour with different artists around the world um, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Mondays and Wednesday at um, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. I also have the uh, lunch screw lunch lunchtime break, which is just old school music we plan throughout Mondays, Mondays through Friday, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. to 7 uh, to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And also we have inspirational time, which we will start this Sunday. Um, so it's going to be from 7 a.m. to noon to noon so guys continue to stay tuned continue to support me follow me on instagram at angie 7102 if you don't even follow me just like something continue to spread the word with my podcast uh you know word of mouth would help you know the impact that i'm about to make in this world through god be to the glory and i love you guys nothing's too hard for god continue to walk the faith of faith and i pray for everyone that needs a job homes transportation need their children a turn around in their children's attitude yes lord i know how that goes i pray for anyone that's children being out for school during the summer i pray that we should have no casualty lord we should now we pray that these children will have jobs we pray that they will maintain their jobs that they will find rides back and forth just help them out god we just need we, we need no more casualty whether they be caucasian african-american asian whatever their the nationality we do not can we just cover them you know but guys i love you want to keep you long and stay tuned love you bye